welcome to another episode of the Favorite and Fabulous Podcast. Happy Wednesday! <laughs> Happy Wednesday, y'all. Tis the season. Tis the season to be thankful. Okay, we jolly too, okay? Because right now I'm in the Christmas spirit. Okay, I'll be in Thanksgiving next week. But nonetheless, let us remember to be thankful. And while we're talking about being thankful, let me not forget. I don't think I ever forget, but y'all probably like, come on, I have need. I know I thank y'all every episode, but I truly mean that. So as we're in this this moment of just thankfulness, thank you for every listen. Thank you for lending an ear, as some people might say. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for the reviews. Just thank you for your support of all that Favorite and Fabulous is and Man, I'm just excited for what God is doing through this platform. Things that I haven't even announced yet that are coming in 2021. And I'm just grateful to have such phenomenal support from you all. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And huge shout out to God. Let us not forget to thank him for all things, everything. Okay. Thank God for every single thing. May each of us have a heart of thanksgiving, not just in this season, but in each and every season of our lives, just for being creative, for being alive, for being saved by the sacrifice of Jesus and the grace of God. Man, may we just be overflowing, just oozing with thanksgiving, being grateful. Let us be grateful, thankful, blessed. Let us be favorite and let us be fabulous. Okay. (laughs) So, um... Enough of that. I'm excited to get right into this, continuing this Watch Yourself series. Um, Man, these last couple weeks have been amazing. Watch your thoughts, watch your words. And today we're moving into watch your actions. Okay, so actions um, like literally defined is the act of doing, movement, a deed, anything like that. And so, yeah, we're just getting into this continuing this ripple effect or this domino effect that we've been talking through so how your thoughts influence what you say what you speak your words and then how your words influence your actions and I started all of this by um telling y'all there's this poem I guess it was considered a poem that my mom had printed out when I was a child um and it would say watch your thoughts they become words watch your words they become actions watch your actions they become habits watch your habits they become your character and watch your character because it becomes your destiny. And so in the next several weeks, we're going through each and every one of these things today, stopping at actions and diving deep into that. But I want us to focus today on more of what to do um, rather than what not to do. We're going to talk about both, but just really putting an emphasis on what our actions should be as believers. Because as believers, we're we're charged with acting, not just a matter of thinking or saying, but actually doing things. It's like we must walk it, talk it, and live it. And so um, what God laid on my heart when it came to actions is, is three points that I want to just dive right into today. Um, acting humbly, acting lovely, and acting righteously. So when we talk about acting humbly, humbleness or humility or being humble really is just having a lowliness of mind and and I don't want us to think of this humility as um um unconfident or or unworthiness but of reverence of respect for God so it's it's not a matter of not loving yourself or not thinking that you're worthy but it's a matter of placing God above yourself and being submitted under under his will 
And so, again, this humility makes us understand that God is more important. His will and his way are more important than ours. And it, um, the, the scripture that I want to reference is in First Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7, which says, Humble yourselves before God and he will exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him because he cares for you. This scripture, well, these two scriptures really exemplify action. Okay. The the act of being humble, the act of practicing humility. And again, it's this submission under God, but it's the submission to him with wisdom. So it's, it's the fact that you're choosing to be humble um, because it's wise to be humble. It's not you're humble because you feel unworthy. And I talked about that on a past episode, how at one point I was using my humility as a cover up for my lack of confidence and how God has had to deal with me with that. So it's a matter of being confident in who he created me to be, but being humble under him and being submitted under him. So that's what this these verses are really telling us to do, reminding us that his way is better and that he will exalt us in due times as we humble ourselves up under him. So it's it's not esteeming or exalting oneself, but it's coming up under just this this honor and this reverence for God himself. So when we think about acting with humility, again, it's recognizing that we're not running anything. Is recognizing that that God is the head of our lives, that God is the one to whom we do everything that we do for. And so when we act, we don't act in a way that's going to like highlight us. We act in a way that's going to highlight him. And it makes me think of one of my favorite scriptures that I always reference, which is Matthew chapter five, verse 16, which says, let your light shine before men that they will see your good works and give glory to your father in heaven. And so as we are acting, as we're performing literal actions each and every day, we should be letting our light shine in this earth. So when people see our good works, when they see these actions, they give glory to God. They give glory to our father in heaven. They're not glorifying us. They're not hyping us up. We're not the jolly good fellow. Like none of that stuff. Literally, whatever we're doing is pointing right back to the father. And so that's what this heart posture of humility really reflects this this act of humility that says it's not about me it's about God so when we think about our actions being humble that's what it's all about reminding ourselves that it's not about us it's about it's about God and another verse that says pretty much the same thing is in James chapter 4 verse 10 is 10 and it says humble yourself before God and he will lift you up so again recognizing that this humility this this act of being humble in our actions is rewarded by God's exalting of us in his time okay so it's a reminder that we are not to do that for ourselves but that he will do that so our job is to act to behave to do deeds in such a way that positions him as higher than us. And then when he's ready, he will exalt us. He will reward us the way that he wants to. So it goes back to just remembering that his reward is better. There's nothing that we can do, nothing that we can boast about, nothing that we can say that's ever going to be better than what God can do, what God can boast about, what God can say. So really getting that in our mind and understanding like, man, like I can only think so far or, or of what a good life for myself would look like but God like his thoughts are like insane like 
just to even try to imagine what he could put together so much better than what I could put together just blows my mind. And one more scripture that just came to mind as I'm talking, thank you, Lord, is um, in Matthew chapter six. So Matthew chapter six really talks about the heart posture of of um, not boasting. So when it talks about like when you're giving to the needy or when you're fasting or when you're praying, not trying to do those things to be seen by other people, because if you do it with the intent to be seen. So if you're fasting and you want to go tell everybody, oh, I'm fasting today so that they'll think that you're more holy or if you're giving to the needy and you're like, hey, look at me. I'm, I'm over here and I'm giving them $20. Everybody come take pictures. Let's post it. Like having the heart posture that wants to be seen doing the work that should be done for God and, and getting that human reward from that removes God from the picture. So his word literally tells us that's all the reward you're going to get. So when we think about this, this humbleness and this, this act of acting hum- in a way that is humble, I uh, got tongue tied there. Um, it reminds us again that our reward, our exalting is going to come from God, not from this world, because it's not about us. It's about him. So that's the first point. The second point is acting lovely. We talk a lot about heart posture. We just did on this on this podcast. But when we think about acting lovely, when we think about lovely actions, they are actions with love. And, and that's what we're charged to do as believers. Like even if we never uttered the phrase, I love you, our actions should be lovely enough to just show that. And when we look at God's word in Mark 12 verses 30 through 31, it says, love the Lord, your God, with your heart, your mind, your soul and your strength. And then second is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. So the, these are the, the main commandments that Jesus Christ leaves us to do. The main things that he leaves us to do. Love the Lord your God and then love your neighbor as yourself. So there, there's he literally says there's no greater. There's no greater commandment than this. And so love has become at, at that point, it, it became the foundation of all that we do as followers of Jesus Christ, because it was the foundation of what he did. And even before then, it was the foundation of what God did in his creation of us. And then it's his sacrifice to us. His word says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So his action in loving us was to give his son for our saving. And so when we look at just this this cycle of love being the foundation of everything, us as believers, we as believers have a charge on us to act in a lovely, a lovely, excuse me, (laughs) a lovely way. It's like we're following the leaders. They've shown us what love is. They've shown us what love put into action is. And so we have the charge to do the same thing. And first John um, chapter three, verse 18 says, dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and truth. So have y'all ever had anybody say like, I love you, but their actions do not prove it. Okay, I can't hear y'all, but I'm sure it's some of y'all on the other side like, yes. Okay, and have you ever been the one to tell somebody you love them, but your actions don't prove it? Let's be honest. Yes, like many of us have done this, okay, or have had this done to us. And so what God's word is telling us is that 
our actions should show love whether or not we ever say that. Like I said before, if we never said the phrase, I love you, what we're doing should be lovely and showing an example of love regardless if we say nothing. Okay. And so even what we talked about in one of the prayer calls a few weeks ago, Colossians 3.23, with all that you do, work as unto the Lord, work heartedly, excuse me, as unto the Lord, not unto men. And so that means with your whole heart, with cheerfulness in your heart, with, with just joy and love in your heart, you're working as though you're working unto the Lord, not unto men. So when we think about acting lovely, it's, it's literally putting love in every action that you do as though you're doing it for God. And it just reminds us that everything we do should be rooted in love, but it should also be coded in love. Even if you're doing something that you don't want to do. As a believer, like we have to act in love. We have to let the things that we're doing be done in love. When we look at Jesus Christ's life and when he got to that garden of Gethsemane, Gethsemane, excuse me, like I talked about a few weeks ago in the episode Suffer Well, he was struggling. Okay, he was struggling with the the idea of dying on a cross for our sins. It was a lot on him. He was starting to feel that separation from God that sin creates. He was taking on all of that for us. So he was feeling all the sins that we would ever create. And he was feeling that separation. And he was having moments where he was like, God, look, if you could take this from me, like if you could remove this cup from me, please do it. Please take it from me. But the thing about it was this. He understood the the purpose behind the action. He understood the fact that he needed to die. He needed to do what God wanted him to do, regardless of how it made him feel. So guess what? He was beaten, hung, he bled, and he died on that cross for us with love in his heart, even though it was something that he was struggling with. He knew that he was sent to the earth to do it. And in the last moments, he was struggling with it because it was such a heavy thing to do. But he did it anyway, out of obedience to God. That was the root of him doing it. I'm going to obey God. And because I'm choosing to obey God, I'm going to do this with the very best of me. I'm going to do this with the fullest of love in my heart for the entire world. And that's what he did. And so when we think about acting in love, it's even doing stuff that you don't want to do, that you're struggling with being obedient to do, but being obedient anyway, and then doing it coded and rooted in love, y'all. That's what loveliness means when we act. So when we think about watching our actions, making sure again that we're doing everything as though we're doing it unto the Lord with the fullest of love in our heart for that very, very reason. And then the third point today is acting righteously. So James chapter four, verse 17 says basically, it's a sin to know what to do and not to do it. So when we look at the word righteously or when we we dive into that word a little more, it means basically behaving in a right way, behaving morally, justifiably, excellent. And when we look at righteousness as believers, it's not a perfection thing. So it's, it's not behaving perfectly, but it's having good intentions in everything that we do. Understanding like, look, we're not perfect, so we're going to mess up probably, (laughs) but just having 
pureness and goodness in the intentions behind everything that we do. It's not going out here saying, oh, well, I know I'm going to mess up because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a messed up human being and giving yourself excuses to sin. That is not righteousness. Okay. So it's again, just having this mindset that says, look, I'm going to do my very best. I'm going to be intentional and I'm going to really, really put my best foot forward and doing the right thing in the most excellent way. And it's being guided by God and just doing what he says to do. Literally, that's that's what righteousness means. And so I want us to read from James chapter one, verse verses 22 through 25 today. Hold on, I have it open. So. It says, but don't listen, don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. So these scriptures tell us several things. All right. First of all, don't just listen to God's word. Do what it says. Do what it says. Then it tells us if we look carefully. So looking carefully means basically studying God's word, knowing his word. All right. So then it says do what it says, which is obeying his word. And then don't forget it, which means remembering literally. So we got to study it. We got to obey it and we have to remember it. All right. So we can't just hear God's word. All right. It tells us study, obey, remember, and then you will be blessed. Okay. So we are doers. This is an action. We're not just hearers. We are doers of God's word. So you can listen to this podcast and all the other podcasts you think you want to watch these YouTube videos, these sermons, go to church on Sundays or whatever. But if you're not allowing these things to move you into righteous actions like they're all in vain seriously like what's the point if if none of the stuff that you're like literally listening to or soaking up into your spirit is is causing any kind of change or any kind of move of action that prompts you into righteousness like what are you doing you're just hearing the word you're not being a doer of the word we have to do our part we have to be doers of God's word And so when we think about this, too, like I said before about this whole um, righteousness, not meaning perfection thing, it brought to mind first John one nine, which says we confess our sins. God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So living righteously doesn't mean perfection. It doesn't mean that we won't mess up, but it means intentionally and purposely putting our best foot forward every single day, understanding that repentance is an option that we have that comes from the grace of God. Okay. So just even having the opportunity to say, God, look, I'm sorry. What does this word say? If we confess our sins. Okay. So God, I'm sorry for doing X, Y, and Z. I'm sorry for the known. I'm sorry for the unknown. God is faithful and just to forgive us. All right. So he forgives us for our sins and he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. So as we press towards the mark of living righteously, anytime that we slip up, we have this opportunity to confess our sins. And then God is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, thus making us back righteous. And so again, this is not an excuse or not a 
a pass to just go out here wilding out and living life a life full of sin and just being like oh I confess oh I confess again I confess for the same thing again like no we are literally supposed to be acting in a way that that inspires us and then challenges us to live righteously every single day to do our very best at doing that every single day And so when we talk about this repentance thing, repenting literally means to turn from your sin. So you're going the other way. It's like a 180 in the other direction. So when you come to God confessing your sins and understanding that he's going to cleanse you and he's faithful and just to do that, you got to be ready to stop doing what you're doing. Like, look, God, I'm sorry for X, Y, and Z. Okay, you really, really got to make every, every um intent every purpose that you need to make so that you will not do it again to the very best of your ability that's what repentance is that's what confession of our sins means understanding that we are cleansed we are forgiven and then we get the opportunity to try it again we get the opportunity to live righteously again this is a a daily walk a day-to-day thing so we're not just gonna show up and it's all gonna be perfect and it's all gonna be great like no we might mess up sometimes so that's what this is here for that's what jesus christ died for the mess ups that that come up because we are human beings because we're going to mess up okay don't be trying to abuse his power and be like oh i can just go mess up because he got me no make the intent to act in a way that is righteous so again our actions we got to watch our actions we have to make sure that they're humble that we're placing God above ourselves we have to make sure that they're lovely that everything we're doing is rooted and coated in love and then we have to make sure that we're living in such a way that is righteous and that the intentions behind what we do is to bring glory to God and and not to just be out here messing up and so can someone look at your life and and tell that you're a believer by just observation are people able to look at you and and watch your actions even for 30 minutes out of a day and tell that you believe in Jesus Christ and tell that you are a Christian can can they do that and if they cannot i challenge you to make some changes in the way that you behave because people should be able to see in your actions, in the things that you are physically doing humbly, lovely and righteously that you believe in Jesus Christ. And so, again, this is for me. This is for you. This is for all of us challenging us to be better, to do better, to learn and to grow. I'm so excited to continue this series next week with habits. I'm I am like hype about habits. Part of me wanted to combine actions and habits, but no, I needed to be obedient, give y'all just enough to chew on for this week, and we'll come back next week with habits. But thank y'all so, so much for listening. Truly thankful for your support of this platform. Prayer calls on Mondays at 7 a.m. Um, thank you so much. Be sure to follow us on social media on Instagram at favorite and fabulous underscore on Facebook at favorite and fabulous and follow me at Veronique Bailey. And remember you are favored by God and he made you fabulous. Peace out.